Hey, this is David Villa. I'm live with After Hours. <laughs> and uh, I'm so excited, man, to come to you guys live for the second show. And uh, it is uh, it's Tuesday night. For those of you guys that don't know and you're saying, why is this guy live? I normally see him during the daytime. Um, the first Tuesday of every month, we're coming to you live with a brand new podcast called After Hours. And uh, what's the premise of this podcast? What's the purpose of it? It is a time to get together um, and really show the side that that is most important to to me, and that's my faith, right? As a believer, so we're coming together. This is an this is a time of encouraging, equipping, um, ministry. We're gonna we're gonna pray together. We're gonna have time to just really share out of God's word and just um, just man spend some time together. Hopefully, it's an encouragement to you. Um, for those of you that follow me that have never um, that didn't know this, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christ follower, and that is what I owe all of my success to. Um, and I'm going to share tonight with you a little bit of what's been on my heart and, uh, just a couple of exciting things. It's a brand new podcast. And those of you guys that watched it last week, um, those of you guys that watched it last week, um, uh, noticed that we had, <laughs> I had, or last month I had Joe Calla on and, uh, we're going to be bringing on Joe here in just a minute, but we also have a couple of strong announcements to, um, to talk to you guys about next month. We have JJ, Pastor JJ Vasquez. He is the senior pastor, the lead pastor of Journey Church in Orlando. Um, what an amazing, amazing um, pastor. I mean, he's my son's pastor. He actually uh, is, is he's a, he pastors a whole church of millennials. They started three years ago and run over a thousand people. But what's really cool about Pastor JJ, he comes from an entrepreneur background, a business background, and he has a lot of business minded people in his church. So I'm going to be picking his brain a little bit about how. And what marketplace ministry looks like today, what what the church is supposed to look like at work, how you're supposed to as a believer, not just be for so many years. You know, I was uh, and my wife, we were just Christians that ran a business or that owned a business. And, you know, today we are truly a faith based business. And we you know, we uh, we put Christ at the forefront of our business. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, there's a difference between being a Christian that runs a business and being a, a faith based Christ-centered business. And so we're going to talk to Pastor JJ about that as well. Then we have another guest that we just booked. This is an amazing guest as well. It is a Pastor Bill Purvis, P-U-R-V-I-S, and he pastors Cascade Hills in uh, Georgia. And they, they have, they have a close to 20,000 members. And also he runs Bill Purvis Leadership, personal friends with guys like John Maxwell and and a matter of fact, uh, John on Bill's latest book, Pastor Bill's book, uh, John Maxwell wrote the forward on his book. And uh, so I'm incredibly honored to have Pastor Bill on as well. And we just confirmed him this past week. He's actually a friend of mine and uh, somebody that I've gotten to know uh, even outside of social media and uh, just an amazing, enormous man of God. We're going to talk to him about leadership. So we have some exciting shows coming up over the next couple of months, and tonight is no exception. So tonight we wanted to spend a little more time just kind of laying groundwork. We had such a great uh, audience tune in for last month's premiere show. I believe we had over 6,000 people as of, t- uh, as of d- uh, today, uh, over a little over 6,000 people that have viewed it, and uh, just uh, it's now available on uh, iTunes, it's available on Spotify, and it's available on Anchor, and you can go to After Hour, Kim, tell me the, 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 the website. DavidVillaAfterHours.com, and you could find out. Uh, you can listen to last month's episode and also find out information. You could subscribe uh, if you want to find out uh, when the shows are, are coming on. And uh, can't wait um, to have Pastor JJ on next month, and then of course Pastor Bill Purvis. 
and uh, stay tuned. We have some great things. So enough of that. I want to go ahead and just kind of get into what's been in my heart tonight. And again, we're going to spend the next little bit together. And, uh, you know, I want to try to get to your comments in a little bit. And the purpose of this is really, again, to minister, man. I want to talk about what God's doing, right? And I want to talk to you tonight about when God talks, Right when God says something, you know, um, listen, I've been a, I've been in church my whole life and in most of my adult life, uh, you know, I, I've been a Christian. And so, you know, I have yet to hear God audibly speak. I know that you will talk to a few people that have had that experience, but I think most of us that are believers, um, you know, will will come to the agreement that God typically doesn't speak audibly today. Right. He, he that's not the method that he chooses majority of the time to speak to people, right? He speaks through his word. What are ways that God speaks to you? He speaks through his word. He speaks through other people. I believe in the gift of prophecy or the gift of discernment. Somebody, you know, God could lay something on someone's heart and they could come to you and say, hey man, I really feel, feel very strongly about this particular matter. And God, you know, shared this with me and I really feel strong and I want to share it with you. And of course, we're to take a word like that, right? And we're to take it and, 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 and put it and measure it against God's word. So if somebody comes to you and says something that's totally contradictory to the word of God, then obviously God, that's just bad pizza, right? That's not, that's not God speaking through them. And so, you know, what happens when God speaks to you, when he speaks to you through a dream or he speaks to you through a vision or you're opening up his word and he talks to you, right? And so God talks, how many believe God talks to you today, right? He talks to us today in 2019. He's alive and well, and he talks to us. So when God says something to you and I, we need to record it. We need to write it down, right? We need to record it. I don't mean like get a video camera and record it. I'm talking about you need to make note. You need to put it down somewhere, right? I sleep with my cell phone next to me on my, on my nightstand. Why? So when I wake up in the middle of the night, a lot of times God begins to deal with me at three or four o'clock in the morning. And if I wake up with an idea or I wake up with a revelation or something that God's speaking to my spirit, then I can just reach over and grab my cell phone kind of half asleep, but open up the note section and record something that God placed in my spirit. Because how many times has that happened to you or I? And then all of a sudden we wake up the next morning and we know that God said something or we felt something. Maybe we had an idea dropped into our spirit. Maybe we had something, you know, really encouraging, or maybe we had, you know, we, we could see through, you know, through, through, through God speaking to us through this time frame. we could see maybe a solution to something, but we didn't record it in your mind. Listen, the, the shortest pencil or the longest or the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. So it's time to write those things down and record it. When God says something to you, record it. Because listen, your spiritual enemy, the devil, right? The enemy is an expert at stealing the seeds of truth that God wants to plant. I'm going to say that again. God plants seeds of truth, right? He plants seeds. Your, your words are seeds. We talk about this a lot. You know, I talk about speaking life and, and we're writing a new devotion on you version called Attitude of Expectancy. And so when we talk about seeds, even your words are seeds. So you might speak something or someone might speak a word that is a seed of faith into your life. And you, you receive that word. It's something you needed. It's something you, 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 you received and it bared witness with your spirit. But if you didn't record it, how many know the devil, the enemy who's come to what? To steal, to kill or to destroy. He'll come in and if he can't kill you or destroy you, he could steal the seed. He could steal the, the, the peace or the joy away, right? So, so the enemy's an expert at stealing seeds of truth that God wants to plant. Somebody says, I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm buried. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're not buried. God didn't bury you. He planted you. Come on now. If you're, if you feel like you got a little dirt on you, or you feel like you got a little bit of uh, something covering you up or holding you down, don't curse it. It may not be 
It, it may not be that you're buried. It may be that God has planted you and planted a seed of faith on the inside of you. And he's wanting to, he's wanting you to water it with his word, water it with his Holy Spirit and watch it come to fruition, right? The very act, listen to this, the very act of putting words on a page or on a screen, the very act of doing this produces a testimony. Now you got to hear that. I got to say that again. The very act of, of, recording or putting words on a screen or on a page, the very moment you put it down, you don't realize this, but you're coming into agreement with yourself and the word of God. The Bible says we're to agree on earth is touching anything they ask. It shall be done for them by my father, which is in heaven. So I'm going to encourage you that you can agree with yourself. I'm going to say that again. You got to, you got to get this tonight. You can agree with yourself. So you can, you could, you could have a word that's been dropped into your spirit by somebody and you could take a pencil or take your phone or take your iPad and you could actually, or take your voice memo and you could actually record that. And the moment you do that and put that word on a page or on a screen or on a memo, it produces, I love that word produces. Why? Produces is an action word, right? It's a movement word. It'll, it'll produce a testimony. Come on, somebody. Listen, you can't have a testimony without a test. And you might, you might, what you're going through right now might be the test that's going to bring the testimony, right? It might be the money that's going to break the testimony. Listen, you might feel like you're moaning, but it's going to bring a testimony. That test is bringing a testimony. So that very word that you record produces a testimony. It, it produces, it, it, it creates something. It births something. It, 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 it forces out or produces or creates something that's a testimony on the inside of you, right? And, it, and, it's, and it, 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 it's a memory, right? It's a memory. It seals the memory. I don't know about you, but I need some landmarks. See, the enemy likes to remind, listen to this, the enemy likes to remind and remember. We all know that Jesus, right, forgives and forgets. The Bible says that he forgives and forgets. He removes your sins as far as the east is from the west, right? He to remember them no more. So Jesus forgives and forgets all the while the enemy reminds and remembers. He likes to remember and bring up your faults and your past and your dirt. So would it hurt somebody or would it help you and I to remember a landmark of God's word? I think it might help us to remember the words of God over our life. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord can lift up a standard against him. We can raise up that standard and say, wait a minute, devil, I know that you are coming against me and, and bringing up my past and saying that, you know, hey, listen, you, you, you're, you, you, you're going to be in poverty your whole life or you're going to be this or you're never going to make it. But see, my God says that, that he owns a cattle on the thousand hills and he's promised me fruit and that his reward will not return void. How many know that that recording of that promise and putting those words on paper on a memo, on a screen, will produce and seal a memory that helps hold you and I accountable. So record God's message to you. Let me read a scripture to you. Habakkuk, one of my favorite scriptures as a business owner who's also a believer. By the way, if you're listening to this now, let's, let's share the show and do me a favor and do others a favor. Let's share this tonight. Let's get the uh, word out and uh, you know, let somebody that needs an encouragement tonight that'll find this through your feed be encouraged, right? And I'm gonna, we're going to pick a winner out tonight and we're going to give them, we're going to give them a Game Changer t-shirt uh, on us. We have some really cool Game Changer t-shirts. We're going to throw one to the winner. And I'm going to bring Joe Cal on in just a few minutes, and he's actually wearing one. So if you share the show tonight, anyone who shares it is going to get their name in a drawing, and we're going to announce a winner uh, first thing tomorrow morning on this feed, and we'll send you a shirt in your size for free. Thank you for sharing. Let me read one of my favorite scriptures when it comes to vision and when it comes to business. You've heard this before, but I'm going to read it in the Message Bible because it's really cool, right? Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. 
And then God answered, write this. There it is. So you want to know where is that in the Bible? Right there in Habakkuk 2. Write this. Write what you see. Write it in big block. I love the message Bible. Write it in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you something. The first thing you got to do, the first thing you got to do is get, get up and get moving. If you, if you're sitting around on the couch, eating bonbons figuratively, if you're sitting around waiting for something to happen, I'm going to tell you, if you're waiting for it to knock on your door and drop in your lap, you might have to get up and do something, right? Because Habakkuk says, write it so you can read it on the run. So if you're not running and you're walking, you might want to pick up the pace a little bit. If you're crawling, you might want to get back on your feet and get into a run. Come on. So he said, write it in big block letters so you can read it on the run while you're going. Man, I'm talking like while you're running, you can read it. While, you're, while, while you see obstacles coming your way and while you have hurdles that you need to jump over, you can look over to your left and you can read the word of God or the promise of God. So write it so you can read it on the run. Write it in big letters so when life gets blurry, right, you can just adjust the focus a little bit and you can see it. Why? Because when things get blurry all around you, the word of God or the word that God gave you is staring at you with big block letters. This is the Bible, folks. Listen, it says this vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. Now, I love that. I'm going to break this down a little bit. You got to get, you got to understand the Bible. You can't just read it. You got to really read it. And when you read this, it says this vision message. Okay. First of all, God's calling it a vision message. It's a message designed for sight. It's a message designed for you and I to see, see it based on where we're going, right? It's a vision message. You can't, you can't have your eyes closed and see this. You can't, you can't have your head, uh, you know, down stuck in the sand and see this. It's a vision message. This vision message is a witness. I love that. It's a witness. The very message itself, the Bible says that my word will not return void. So I'm going to tell you the very message itself is a witness to the word of God. I'm preaching tonight. I think I'm preaching tonight. What do you think, Joe? You're over there. I see you over there nodding your head. So this, ve this very vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It, it, listen, I don't care what the enemy says. I don't care what circumstances look like. I don't care what, 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 what life dictates. I'm telling you the word of God, the word of God says, the word of God says, what has he told you? What has he given you? What has he promised you? What has he placed in your heart? What's the idea for the business? What's the idea for your marriage? What's the idea for your kids? Your kids right now seem jacked up. Someone's watching and maybe your kids are all over the place. Maybe you've got your, your children are going through a rough time and you're going, wait a second. You know what? God promised me that my kids would come to know him. And right now, David, I got to be honest with you. I'm so frustrated and I'm so discouraged because if I look at my children, not only do I not see, not only do I not see the promise of, that God made me, but I can barely even see God at all in the situation because it's so bad bleak what I'm looking at right now. Well, listen, are you going to look at circumstances and what they dictate to you? Or will you look at not what you see, but what faith says and what the word of God says, right? So it says this vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. God said it's coming. It aches for the coming. I'm telling you, it reminds me, my oldest daughter, my wife and I are, are very excited. We're going to be grandparents for the first time. We have three beautiful children and we have one, one of them is married and the oldest and my son-in-law and daughter, Mikey and Alexis are having a, a little girl. We're going to have a granddaughter and I'm so excited about this. And, and when I hear this, it reminds me of my wife having our three children. It aches for the coming. So what, what are you saying, David? I'm saying this. I'm saying that, that she just told me this morning when I got a haircut, my oldest daughter's a hairstylist. She said to me, she goes, dad, I'm half way there. I'm, I'm, I'm almost halfway there. 
And so I began to think about that as she began to talk about how many weeks and we began to have this discussion and it reminded me of this scripture when it says it aches for the coming because here's the reality. There's a time limit. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter. You might get Lewis, our producer that's in here right now. His wife is due any minute. Matter of fact, the doctor said, she, she said, doctor, when am I, when am I going to have it? He said, any minute. When you get the word any minute, it means that you're due, right? She's walking around. Her belly is about to pop. She's miserable. She's uncomfortable. She's got some pain. She's got, come on, she's got gas. You know what I'm saying? She's going to kill me. She's got gas. She's got pains. Her feet hurt. Her belly hurts. She can't lay down and be comfortable. She can't stand up and be comfortable. Her clothes don't fit. She's miserable, right? She's, she's not in the best of moods. And, and, you know, the deal is this. She feels swollen. I'm, I'm talking to somebody, and I want you to take it outside of the natural for a second and bring it into what you're carrying in the spiritual. God birthed that or conceived that on the inside of you. And what's conceived on the inside of you has to come out. Or, listen, it has to. She has no hope, no choice. That baby is going to come. Why? Because it's scientifically a fact that that baby is going to make its way out. There's nothing they could, if she keeps it in, if she held it in, if she were able to, she would die physically because what's in her has to come out of her. So I'm telling you right now that it aches for the coming. I'm telling you, God's word will not return void. What he spoke to you might seem bleak right now, and it may seem far-fetched right now. It may look bleak right now, but it will will come to pass. Can I get somebody that believes in the word of God? Not in what David's saying, but in the word of God, because God's word is the word. Come on now. It aches for the coming. I'm still on the verse. I haven't even got off of Habakkuk 2. 2. I'm talking about how can, can you preach one verse? Yeah, you can preach one verse. It can hardly wait. I'm going to tell you, not only, listen, that little baby on the inside of my daughter's womb or in Lewis's wife's womb, it can hardly wait to get out and experience it. Why? That baby wasn't conceived to spend its life in a womb. Did you hear me? It wasn't conceived to spend its life confined. That dream that God placed on the inside of you, that business that God gave you, that marriage or those children that God gave you, they weren't given to you to spend their life inside of a womb cooped up and not being able to experience fullness of life. It reminds me of a butterfly. Have anybody ever studied butterfly? Have you ever watched the, Natural Ge- the National Geographic channel or one of the Animal Planet channels and you've ever seen like the, when they bring butterflies and they, they kind of go through their life, this, it's called metamorphosis, right? And metamorphosis is where we get the word change. It's, it's, it, means, it means to change. And there's, and there's four levels that a butterfly goes through, right? It goes from caterpillar phase and then it goes to then it goes to, uh, I'm sorry, it goes to uh, uh, cocoon stage. Then it goes, I'm sorry, it goes to, uh, cat, uh, goes to uh, egg stage, larva. Then it goes to caterpillar. Then it goes to cocoon. And then it goes to butterfly. So if, if, you, if you feel like you've been walking around, listen, if you, you want to know something, a caterpillar, a butterfly was a caterpillar once on a time. And what, what are you saying, Dave? I'm saying this, a caterpillar spends this life walking around, dragging his belly across the dirt. If you've walked around, and it feels like all you've done all your life is, is, is drag your belly across the dirt. And maybe the enemies kick dirt up in your face. And it seems like that not only are you not living your dream and not only are you not living what God's placed on the inside of you, but you're just dragging yourself around with dust flying up in your face. And in, 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 you know, you're no further off the ground than, than a half inch. And you're just, you're just, you're just, this isn't what life's supposed to be. This isn't what it's supposed to, this is what it's cracked up to be. This isn't what I, what I set out to do. This isn't what I want. This isn't my dream. This isn't my desire. 
And here you are walking around. But see, you got to understand something. You're not destined to be a caterpillar forever. So it says it can hardly wait. I'm going to tell you something. That caterpillar goes up and climbs up and builds itself a cocoon. And that cocoon, that caterpillar is in that cocoon. In that cocoon, that caterpillar gets to a place where even the, the cocoon can no longer, in the state of metamorphosis, hold the caterpillar. The caterpillar begins to push its way out. Now listen, if you study out this metamorphosis, the caterpillar, if it doesn't get out of this cocoon when the time is right. Now listen, if the time is too early, its wings aren't fully developed. If the time's too early, it's, it's not fully ready to fly and it will die if it tries to break out of the cocoon too soon. But if it waits too late, somebody say too late. If it waits too late, it'll also die. It has to get out. And when it's time to get out, all of a sudden, the space that it's in becomes so confined, it becomes so pressurized that it begins to push its way out. But it's it's got to break through. Listen, you're not going to break down. You're not going to break out. You're not going to break away. You're not going to break. You're, you're not going to break. You're going to break through. When you get to your breaking point, breaking point is a place where you either are going to break or you're going to break through. Something's got to give. And I'm going to encourage you tonight, not through my words, but through God's word that you're not going to break down. You're not going to break out. You're not going to break, but you're going to break through because God said it. That caterpillar has to push its way out. It's a butterfly now on the inside of a cocoon. It no longer can hold it. Its wings are confined. And now it's like, this is not what I'm made to do. This isn't my destiny. And all of a sudden, at the right time, it begins to press its way out and break down the walls. It can hardly wait to reach its destiny. And it doesn't lie. The word of God doesn't lie. If it seems slow, listen, this is still the verse, Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. And here's the best part right here. It will come right on time. Whose time? His time. God's time is always the right time. It's not always your time. It's not always my time. It's not always, it's not always the time you want. It's not always the time that seems like it's the best time. Sometimes it seems like it's late. But I'm reminded of when Jesus showed up late for Lazarus. Lazarus was his friend in Luke 11 that, 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 that died. But before he died, they sent word to Jesus while he was still sick. And it took him a day to get there. And during that day's journey, Lazarus died. And then he gets to Jesus and says, Lazarus is sick because he didn't, didn't have cell phones. He didn't know he was dead. <laughs> when he left, he was alive. But Jesus knew in the spirit that he had died on the journey. And Jesus said, he said, your friend Lazarus is sick. And they sent for you to come and heal him. But listen what Jesus did. Knowing that he had died, there was one day's journey. <clears throat> so he was dead for one day. The Bible says in Luke 11 that Jesus waited two days. Now, I don't know about you, but if one of your kids call or one of your family members call, your husband or your wife calls you and says, hey, quickly get home. There's an emergency. You're not going to wait 24 hours. You're going to get in the car and you're going to hightail it to wherever you need to be. Jesus waited two days. So now we're three days in the one day journey, the two days that Jesus waited, and then he left. So another day's journey. So you have four days. He gets there. They come running out to him. And they said, if you would have been here, now he's dead. He's been dead four days. If you would have only been here. Jesus, Jesus knew this. 
He wanted glory. Why? Because here's the reality. His time is the best time. They have, they have customs, and I want to get too deep here, and I'm going to bring Joe on in just a minute, but they have customs in their land, and this is what Jesus knew, and I'll say this as simple as I can, and I think you'll get this. There were customs in their land that if a person died, they had what was called the days of mourning. It was three days. In the days of mourning that lasted three days, they believed as they beat their chest and chanted around the tomb and around the body that at any time they believed this, that the spirit of the body could come back and that they could come back to life. But after the third day, the fourth day, that's important, fourth day, after the fourth day, through the seventh day, they didn't believe that anymore. Now he was dead. Now she was dead. They called this the days of weeping. So the days of mourning were over. Now it's the day, I'm sorry, the days of weeping are over. Now it's the days of mourning. So I'm telling you that Jesus knew their customs. And if he would have showed up one day early and raised Lazarus from the dead, it would have been all him, but they would have given their customs credit for it. So Jesus stayed just long enough. Why? Because his time is the right time. So the last part of Habakkuk 2 and 3, it will come right on time. That on time is his time. What do you guys think? It's good stuff. Make sure you share the show if you're watching. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. We're going to be praying for folks in just a few minutes. And uh, if you didn't catch the beginning of the show, we're going to have Pastor J.J. Uh, Vasquez on next uh, month. He's a pastor of Journey Church in Orlando. The church is exploding. It's a millennial church. It is on fire for God. I believe they're getting ready to experience revival. And uh, they have um, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. And Pastor J.J. will be on one month from now in the beginning of August. And then we have Pastor Bill Purvis. He pastors 20,000 people in uh, at Cascade Hills Church. He's going to be coming on as well. Um, so we have the next few months locked down with great guests. He also has Bill Purvis Leadership, and we're going to be talking about leadership. We're going to do a lot of talking about the marketplace for the next couple of months and how we can bring ministry into the marketplace and encourage you in that way. So, Lou, do we have a break or no? All right, we're going to go to a quick, quick break. Make sure you share the show. We're giving away a Game Changer t-shirt. We're going to just draw a name. You share the show. Your name's going into a hat. If you shared it already, your name's already going to go into it. And we're going to announce a winner. We're going to send you a shirt just for sharing. And uh, we'll be right back. Just 60 seconds. I'm going to have Joe Calla on with me. And we're going to keep talking about when God says something to you and about recording that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Make sure you share the show. Thank you, guys. And this guy that you're about to hear from, David Villa, he's one of the most amazing. Give me a round of applause for Mr. David Villa. Keeping it moving. Can I say it again? The power, listen, the power of life comes out of your mouth. The power of death comes out of your mouth. And the power of nothing comes out of your mouth. So if we ain't moving, keeping it groovy. Hey, yeah. Being authentic. That was the word I got. You yeah, know, yeah. when you put money in front of somebody yeah. and somebody will hold it up to the light, you know, right, right, and kind of right. look in there and say, exactly. this, this isn't real. That's right. I think when they hold you to the light, you know, I think what what I think people see is something real. I do what I do. I'm making it work. You're doing too much. You're making it worse. I'm hitting the road. I'm making the merch. When I get home, I make it to church. Uh, I'm overseas acting like I'm back in the borough. This morning, he was saying, touch people's lives in your pocketbook. Listen, you want money? Money will chase you down. It'll knock you over. It'll kick you in the face, sit down on top of you, and won't let you get up. There's more money on this planet. Come on. There's more money on this planet. You want money? Money's everywhere. But money is attached to people. And when you touch people. What are we doing? 
keeping it moving. What are we doing? A game changer changes the pace the moment they set foot on the field. They do what needs to be done regardless of their feelings towards it. Game changers are innovative, constantly striving towards the next goal. Game changers do not get intimidated by obstacles, but they get excited by opportunities. All right, we're back. We're back. This is After Hours. I'm David Villa. And we're talking about tonight when God says something to you, when God talks, when God gives you a word through his word. You know, we were talking a little earlier, if you missed the beginning, um, we were talking about, you know, God doesn't typically today speak audibly. He can, he can do whatever he wants, but he doesn't do that as the, in my experience and uh, those I've talked to about this, he doesn't do that uh, for the most part. That's not how he chooses to speak, but he speaks through his word. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, we say, I'm going to flip the word of God open and, you know, God, just show me what you want me to, to read and eeny, meeny, mighty mo. And, you know, there's times when that's worked, but the majority of the time is when you're in your studies and you're just in the word of God, you know, if you're just open, if you're open already to the Holy Spirit, you go, Dave, how does God speak? I want God to speak to me. I want, you're talking about a lot of this stuff and, you know, I really haven't had God speak to me. Let me take a second and say, just get in the word and just be, have an attitude of expectancy. Know this, that God wants to speak to you. He doesn't want... He's been trying to get you to a place where he can have and ca have a captivated audience with you so that he can speak to you. So just get in the word of God and begin to read it. If you really believe it's God's word and that it's alive and that it's real, right? It's not, it's not something that was just written 2000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, but it's the word of God that is in, it, that is in alive today. Then if you believe that, then trust me, God is big enough to get your attention through his word. He'll also speak to you through podcasts like this. He'll also speak to you through other men and women of God that you've uh, trusted into your life. Maybe a pastor or a home group leader, a husband, a wife, you know, he'll speak to you through people that listen to his voice. And sometimes God are lay on somebody's heart, you know, you on someone's heart, maybe someone will call you, you know, always measure that word up against the, up against God's word so that you know that you're not just receiving words from just any and every one. So God speaks today, but when he does it, we're talking about writing it down. We're talking about getting the voice recorder, man, checking it and just recording it. If, you, if you're driving down the road, you can get that without even taking your eyes off the wheel and just push the button and record something. Maybe God's giving you a word, you know, uh, in the middle of the night, keep your phone next to your desk, get up, keep it. Uh, my dad was just talking the other day, keeping a, a pad of post-it notes. That's what he does. He'd rather do that than try to fiddle around with his phone. He's 65 years old. So he'd just rather grab a pen and just write something down. So make sure you record it because here's why you're in my spiritual enemy. Our spiritual enemy, right? Is an expert at stealing the seeds of truth that God plants into our life. So with that being said, I'm going to bring on a friend of mine. He also is an employee here at our auto dealer university. He's a believer. He's a pastor. He's a minister and evangelist. Um, and, uh, he's here. And so, you know, I said, Joe, our, our guests are beginning, our booked guests are beginning next month. So I want to bring him on again. He helped me last month and he's been listening. I think he's locked and loaded and ready to roll. So Joe Callaman, thank you for being, uh, willing to, to hang out and to come on live again with us. You heard what we're talking about. Let me just kind of let you come in. I know you've been writing notes down, man. What is your thoughts on when God speaks to us? Take well, it away, man. Well, yeah, I got a ton of notes here. I mean, this is just I can listen to this and this is you say this is a word for somebody this is speaking to someone it's speaking to me man I'll tell you and I know that it's speaking to people out there 
And I think the one thing that really sets in with me is the word of God is faithful and the word of God never fails. And I know that in life and I know that in the world we live in, circumstances, situations, you know, things get shaken, things get shifted, things move around, things change. The word of God doesn't change. Mm. And I know that even when people may say with their word they're going to do something and it doesn't come to pass the good news is that god's word always comes to pass right and heaven and earth will pass away the lord said and but his words will never pass away and that's the key and i believe that no matter what we go through no matter what comes <clears throat> at us no matter what comes to us no matter what we experience i know that the scripture can be a solid foundation and it has been mm -hmm. for me when I deal with life. And that's that's something that I believe and I know that the scripture, you know, teaches and I know that you believe as well, you know, will get you through those times to break you through whatever it is that's trying to hold you back uh, and and stop you in your tracks. And I believe that also it's let me ask tied you this, to Joe. people as well. Well let me ask you a question. So so I and amen, brother. And you know, I want you to keep talking, but I wanna lead you in the in the direction of a question um, based on what we're talking about here. So how do you, I know this, right? Because I've experienced this, you know, this because you've experienced this. So to somebody listening right now, because we're on Facebook live, you know, we have a lot of people who follow us and you know, um, Hey, everybody can't watch live, but we had over 6,000 people watch this over the last month, our first episode. So there's a lot of people that are going to see this and we got a lot of feedback and we had a lot of feedback, Joe, from people who said, Hey, Dave, you know what, man? This is the first time I've ever experienced anything with God. You know, I really don't know God, but I've been feeling this tugging. So, I mean, I guess my question would be, so if somebody has listened to us right now, and this is a little advanced in some ways to say it so confidently that God's word will not return void. Speak to that person. How, what if somebody's watching right now that says, hey, how, how can I hear from God? And they genuinely are a novice, right? They're not, they're not a minister. They're not a, you know, a 25 year Christian, right? They're, they're, they're just saying, how can I hear from God? How do I know it's God's voice? I'm going to put the pastor on the spot for a second in you. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to say, give that answer and speak directly to the camera. If you would, Absolutely. and just tell somebody that's listening right now that has that question, what they can do to experience God. So the thing that I want to always encourage people to go to is the word of God because it's not just words on a piece of paper that provide history and show us what took place. The Bible tells us that it's God breathed the scripture, mm. all scripture. It says in second Timothy, the best way I can <clears throat> express it is from what God says about it. Say and it. in second Timothy three sixteen verse, uh, verse 16 and 17 in the new international version, it says all scripture is God breathed and is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God is interested and God is, is wanting to be able to help you in life. And he wants to be able to do that by equipping you with everything you need in order for you to be able to handle life's stress, anxiety, depressions, pressures, whatever it may be. The Bible also tells us in Psalms 119 verse 65, it says, great peace 
have those who love thy word and nothing can make them stumble or nothing shall offend them. I'm telling you that word of God, when it's in you, when it's a part of you, when it's something that you allow yourself to consume and put your eyes on and let your ears listen to, mm -hmm. it will change you and it will change things around you. So I, that's what I'm going to speak to that. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4.12, I'll even give you an, another one. The word of God is alive, it's living, it's active, mm. and it's sharper than any two-edged or double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. The word of God will, it's like, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, it's like a lion. Mm -hmm. Just let it loose and it'll take care of itself, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. You just put it out there and, and it will do what it's supposed to do. That's awesome, man. That's powerful stuff. And, and, uh, hopefully that, you know, if you're listening, thank you, Joe, for, for speaking directly to the, to the audience like that, because there's people that don't know. I mean, and, and I think that that's, listen, there's no dumb questions when you're coming into the kingdom of God and you're coming into dealing with the things of God, there's no dumb question. And that's one of the things the enemy would like to tell you, you know, man, listen, I don't know enough and, you know, I'm ignorant or maybe, you know, this is not something that I'm up on. And, and so, you know, you, you just stay quiet. Maybe you don't ask because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't know. And so, you know, I believe this, I believe that God is big enough and he's speaking tonight and even giving us some, just some discernment on maybe how to speak and something that just really the Lord dropped in my heart that, you know, um, while I was driving one day recently, is this, and this is, this is kind of where, this is another thing, Joe, if I can give, you know, th those looking to hear God, you know, God is, God responds to, listen, God responds to movement. He responds to faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And what that, what that means, faith is an action word. So, you know, let me kind of give this to you. If you're looking to hear from God, you know, it's one of those things where action is needed to bring our vision to fruition. Okay, but expectation is what is needed to get our vision off the ground. I'm going to say it again. Action is needed to bring the vision to fruition. So those of you that are in the vision mode, you've 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 expected it. You know, I got I got a question for you. Are you are you acting upon it? Are you acting upon it? Is there is there action going on? Because the reality is God moves inside of action. He moves inside of action. That's why when you go back to the Habakkuk, it says that you write it on big block letters. You write the word of God, the vision that God gave you, so it can be read on the run. Why? Because it's an action word. So my so action is needed to bring it to fruition. So if you're in that mode where you're going, I'm waiting for this to happen. I'm waiting for this to come to fruition. I'm waiting to see some fruit here. I want to encourage you that that, that, that action is needed. So, But let's just say that you're not there yet. Expectation is what's needed to get it off the ground. So before you can fly the plane, right? Before you can go from point A to point B, which requires action, you've got to have the expectation to, to get liftoff. And so that's very encouraging. So expectation is needed for liftoff and action keeps our vision in the air. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah. So action, expectation is needed for liftoff. Action keeps our vision in the air. Listen to this. I'm gonna give you one more. And consistency and dedication and discipline and perseverance will carry us to our destination. So, so expectation liftoff, action keeps it in the air and consistency and dedication and discipline and perseverance. Trying again, mm. you know, uh, you know, sh short memory and failure, brushing the dust off and getting up, you know, uh, you know, those types of things will carry us to our destination. That's right. Now, I don't know about you, but that's pretty good stuff right there. 
That's great stuff. <laughs> that's right good there. stuff. That's, that's from the heart of God right there. This has been in my heart lately. And, you know, I've been studying and praying about this. And listen, I'm going to tell you this. You're ready. You're purposed and you're prepared. It's been in my heart. You're ready. You're purposed and you're prepared. The enemy will tell you that you're not. But I believe a lot, Joe, a lot of us are addicted to this feeling called ready. We're, we're overly dependent on having a right time ready mm. or financially ready. But the Bible is not, listen to this, the Bible is not full of a lot of people who had a plan, okay? I'm not talking about vision. Don't mistake the fact that I just said you have to have a vision. I'm talking about, listen, the Bible wasn't full of a, peop, a lot of people who had every single detail of the situation mapped out from start to finish. Let me prove it to you. He said to Noah, go build a boat when there wasn't any water. He tells David to go kill a giant when he didn't have any armor. He told Moses, hit the rock. If you're thirsty, hit the rock, water's going to come out. So God will speak to you, and that's called faith. God will speak to you because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and so I'm telling you, action is what's needed. Expectation is what's needed. Consistency and dedication and discipline and perseverance is what's needed. And I promise you this, if you don't quit, if you don't quit, you look at every person that's successful, Joe, every person that's made it to some place that you want to make it to. I'm going to promise you there's one thing, there's, there's, there's one thing, I'm um, two things that, that every one of them had in common with each other. You ready? Number one, they all wanted to quit. Hmm. Every one of them had that one thing in common. They all wanted to quit. The number two thing that they have in common is they didn't. Yeah. Do you hear me? They didn't quit. And if you don't quit, you're going to make it. Mm. If you don't quit, you're going to make it. Mm. Come that's on, man. Right, man. That's good stuff, Joe. That's what do you think, stuff. man? I love that, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that says it all right there. Because if you quit, you're not moving. Mm. And it's about action, you said, right? Yeah. The Bible says that the Word of God is living and mm. active. Mm. Action. The only way that the word of God is going to be able to produce is if we work the word into whatever situation we're dealing with. Mm. It's powerful, full of power. And in order to get that power out, man, we got to act on it. Amen. You know, let's, uh, we're going to take up just a couple more minutes here. And then what I want to do is this, you know, it's, it might be different uh, next month. We may have pastor JJ or pastor Purvis on in the next couple of months. And, and we have guests on, and, and uh, but I always want to try, Joe, to make a time for ministry. I really feel like that there's that this is a this is a necessity to to speak life and and really come to come into agreement. You know, we talked about we're talking about the Word of God being alive. We're talking yeah. about it being active. We're talking about being powerful. We're talking about it being real and God, you know, and God speaking and doing things right. Yeah. So how fitting would it be? to activate the gifts of, of ministry, you know, and say, look, I'm going to, I'm going to move into agreeing and coming into agreement because if I'm looking at scriptures on agreement, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about, you know, where to agree on earth is touching anything they ask. It shall be done for them by my father, which is in heaven. If I, I think about Ephesians three twenty, unto him, unto who, unto him, who's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that's at work in us. And how about this one? Second uh, Corinthians 10, four and five, it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But listen to this part to the casting down of imaginations and every high thing 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of who God is. Meaning what we're talking about today. See, when we talked about the enemy coming in and he's an expert at stealing the seeds, that's what it's talking about. It's casting down every imagination. That's real if you allow it to be real. Fear is real if you allow it to be real. But it's, 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 an, it's, it's, a, it's your imagination until you embrace it. Because the word of God is what's real. That's what's going to last. Everything else is going to burn up. Heaven and earth will pass away. But what? My word will not pass away. And so I'm going to tell That's you right. that, that it's, it's the imagination or casting down the imaginative words that the enemy throws at you to try to get you off of God's plan, mm-hmm. to discourage you and get you to quit and stop short before God brings to fruition the thing that he said he would do because his word wouldn't return void. That's where the weapons of our warfare come in. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And they pull down strongholds. They cast down imaginations and they point us right to what God said. So Joe, how fitting would it be to maybe speak some things, right? I'll start off here. Right? I'll start off here. So this is, this is something that I just feel the word. And I've had this word in my heart as I type these notes into my phone over the last uh, couple of weeks and three, four weeks and stuff. And one of the words that came into my heart is floodgate. I believe this. I believe that floodgates are going to open. I believe that when you, I believe when the enemy fights so hard, you got to understand that nine months of pregnancy is nine months of pregnancy. And when you're only three months or four months or five months, you could say that I have another six months or five months or four months left and you could be correct. But when you're getting into the ninth month, right? And you're getting into the end, it may feel like it's going to last forever. And the pressure may be turned up to, another level. But the reality is, Joe, birth is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Something is coming. So I, I believe that it's a floodgate that opens up. And, and when it feels like it's time to quit, that you can't go any further, that you're at that breaking point. So the word floodgate is a last restraint, holding back an outpouring of something powerful or substantial. The floodgate, I believe this, I'm speaking this over someone's life. If you want to receive this tonight, this is this something we're going to come to an agreement with you. If this is a word for you, the floodgates of the Lord's blessing and favor, I pray in the name of Jesus are opening up on lives tonight. I pray God in the name of Jesus that you would open up floodgates. God, not just little gates, not just small doors, but Father, double doors. I pray God floodgates of your favor and your blessing, God, would open up into lives tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray prosperity and blessing over businesses. I pray over marriages and families in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for that word, God. And I just pray, God, that anyone that has the faith to receive it tonight, God would not would not receive it from a man, but God would receive it from you and get into your word and that you would confirm that word, God, to everyone that received that word tonight, that you would confirm that word, God, over the next few days and over the next few weeks in their life, God, that they would know that you you, God, were ministering to them. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to toss it over to you, Joe. Yes, amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. I'm going to speak right now to, mm. uh, to, to people who need peace in their mind right now because I believe right more than ever yes. people are being attacked. They're getting mm. uh, you know, frustrated. They're feeling depressed. They're feeling pressure. Mm. Life stress yes, is Lord. continually uh, pounding, like a pounding effect on their mind. And by the name and in the name of Jesus Christ, we speak peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, I command by God's power and his word, every single attack of the enemy be cast down in Jesus name. And we speak healing in every area where there is hurt. Mm. We thank you, Father, that you're mending broken hearts, Lord, and that the pressures and stress of life 
right now I command them to be like a helium balloon and release from their mind and from their from their uh, from their body from their soul and in every area that they feel that heaviness right now I thank you that they have a lightness Lord that you would cause that to just lift off of them and that they would feel for the first time in a long time they mm. would feel free because yes. whom the sun sets free, free is indeed. free indeed. And Lord, I thank you that your word removes every yoke and destroys every burden yes, and gives peace that surpasses understanding now to those who are listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to speak for those that are watching that need a physical touch in your body. You know, I believe this. I know that that I, I you know, I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't experienced, um, you know, major sicknesses. I, I experienced a mother who, who passed away a few years ago with cancer. And, you know, we believed God for her healing. And I, you know, I did her funeral. I preached at her celebration service. And I remember, um, Joe, cause we were just going over these notes a couple of weeks ago, yeah. three, three, four weeks ago. And I was telling you about it where I spoke on fact or certainty versus uncertainty. And I spoke that cancer didn't take her life, but the moment she breathed her last breath here on earth and she breathed her first breath in heaven, cancer died. Mm. See, so my mom lived, cancer died, but I want to speak to those that are battling sicknesses and disease. You know, um, I can, I can't imagine, you know, what that's like. I can't imagine what you would experience in your body. And maybe somebody's watching right now where, you know, this is having an effect on your faith and you've been believing God for a word. You know, and, you know, we don't have all the answers, but we do have this. We have the ability to speak a word and to believe a word and to come into agreement with the word. And so, Father, to every person right now, God, that's experiencing physical issues in their body, Lord. God, I don't, I don't care if it's, if it's, if it's cancer, Lord God, or God, there's, there's, uh, there's muscle diseases, Father, there's blood diseases, Lord God. God, if someone's experiencing, God, uh, certain tumors, Father, maybe someone's experiencing, Father God, uh, family members with Alzheimer's or, 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 or uh, uh, brain issues or memory issues, Father God. Lord God, somebody that's experiencing, uh, Father God, maybe I even speak against arthritis or anything, God, that we're going through in our body right now, heart disease, God. Lord, I just come against every form God, of, of sickness and disease. And I do know this, God. I know that you are the healer, that your, the stripes that you took on your back, God, there were 39 stripes. And God, that there were 39 major forms in, 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 uh, of diseases, God, that were categorized, Lord. And you took a stripe for every form of disease on your back. And you said, by my stripes, I am healed. By your stripes, we were healed. We were healed then. And Father, I just pray that someone will come into agreement. And even now, this very moment, that you would bring a peace, God, into their body and bring a wholeness into their body in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I want to say one more thing, just in, and I'll turn back over to you, Joe, and let you pray, and then we'll close this up. But, you know, God never promised, going back to someone who maybe is believing God for, these are some things I wrote down. I feel like this would be a word for somebody here, but for those that say, you know what, I, you know, I'm not ready or, you know, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. And I want to say that God never promised you that you'll be ready. But what he did promise you is that you'd be purposed. Ephesians 2.10. He did promise you that you would be anointed. 2 Corinthians 1, 20 and 21. He did promise you that he would never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13.5. So he, you may not feel like you're ready, but you are purposed. You are anointed and he will never leave you. And Father, I pray, God, for those that, God, are struggling with, God, feeling like they're not ready, God, that you, they know that you placed something in their heart 
And God, they have a fear, God, of, of it not being time or not being ready. You said that they're purposed, they're anointed, and you would never leave them. And God, I pray over their lives right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you would do a work of all works. And we give you praise and honor and glory for that in Jesus' name. Joe? Amen. Amen. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's it, brother. I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, I know one of the things, too, that, uh, that I'd like to just speak about just briefly here as mm-hmm. we get, get ready to close up is that people are dealing with these self-image issues, mm. self-esteem ish- issues, self-value, the value of, of who they think they are versus, you know, other people and versus other things in this world. But I just want to encourage you to know that you are made wonderfully and fearfully mm. and beautifully in God's image. That's good. Man. And in his likeness. And because of that, you're amazing. Because of that, you're awesome. Because mm. of that, you're valued. And so I want you to understand that you've been uniquely crafted Come on, and hand designed and sculpted with custom features. Mm. You're not just a cookie cutter piece. You are custom in nature <clears throat> and valuable and precious in his sight. And I want you to understand that because you feel like maybe you're not. You feel like maybe you're you're kind of beat up. Yeah. Like a used car. You know, you're not a used car. That's right. You might think, well, you know, my value just tanks as soon as I drove off the lot. You know, the more I was used, the more miles I have, the worse it gets, right? Mm. No, man, I'm telling you, you are a fingerprint, specific, unique, and special, and God loves you. The Bible says you're an heir of God. Amen. You're a joint heir with Christ. Amen. He views you as joint heir of Jesus Christ. You are, you are an heir to everything that's, that Jesus Christ is an heir to. And that's pretty cool right yes. there. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that's, you know what, you are amazing. And it's Amen. not because of who you are, but it's because of whose you are. That's right, man. Amen. Amen. If you need if you need salvation tonight, listen, or if you need prayer for anything else, maybe you need to get a hold of one of us. Listen, you can message us. We have a social media team that'll get a message to me uh, or Joe. Um, you can message us, and we'll get. Um, and of course, go to the website. There's a prayer request section on the website um, after a David Villa, David Villas. Kim, tell me one more time. David Villa. I got to get this down. I should have this in front of me. I'm sorry. David Villa after hours.com. The link's going to be in the feed and you can click there and you can fill out something that'll get to us as well. But if you'd like to also have one of us reach out to you, you can also reach out to us by messaging us on Facebook and they'll get the message to us. And, and it, listen, because here's the reality, man, we want to see people come to the Lord. We want to see people, you know, get through struggles. And, and, and we believe that we're called to a marketplace ministry. Yes. We're in business. I mean, we're getting our face kicked in every single day, you know, getting rejected all day long sales, leadership, business, we have issues and you know what? Um, and so we, we feel like we're called to a special market and to offer the answer. Somebody asks me all the time. I get asked where, you know, where, how, how have you become successful? Where's the success comes from? I'm going to tell you right now, if it weren't for God, if it weren't for God, and there's no way this would ever be the case because I'd be somewhere, I'd be either dead somewhere or either on the side of the road holding a cardboard sign up. So I can tell you right now, he's the reason. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you guys. Don't forget next month. Um, and if you want to subscribe to uh, to notifications, go to uh, the website that's in the link. And we're going to be having Pastor JJ Vasquez. And JJ is awesome. He is an amazing man of God. You will not be disappointed. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you guys then. Thank you. <laughs>